How's it going, everyone? My name is Stephen Michaels. Welcome to the number one writer's podcast in the entire universe. This is the Writer's Daily. Okay, well, we're going to recap what just went down. The Raiders lose again, this time to the LA Chargers, as the Raiders are 1-8 and eight now. The season is over, it's been over now for a couple of weeks, but at the same time, you guys are Raider fans, so when you're watching a game, obviously you're not going to root for them to lose, you want to see them win a game, and if they win a couple of games, it's not going to hurt them in the offseason Uh, you know, we're halfway through the season, for crying out loud. There's plenty of games to be played. Arizona's bound to win a game. In fact, they're playing the Raiders next. So that's going to be whoever loses might get the first round pick. So that game, I don't want to tell you. Maybe don't watch. Maybe take a break. But that's the game the Raiders might just win. It might cost them the first round pick next season, but I don't think it really matters, to be honest. When you have three first round picks, I mean, you're going to hit on at least two of them, at least one of them. I mean, most teams who have a first round pick don't even hit on that guy, like the Raiders. Look at their former first round picks. All guys that are bust. All of them. I mean, who, who's who's really good from the first round? Khalil Mack, and then after that, nobody really. You got Amari Cooper, who's inconsistent, and that's why the Raiders traded him to the Cowboys. They robbed Jerry Jones blind. He's good for about three games a season. He'll eventually have a good game, by the way. He will eventually have a good game with the Cowboys and the Bay Area writers who hate the writers will say, oh, look, the Raiders were so stupid. Even though every single smart person that knows football knows the Raiders completely robbed the Dallas Cowboys and got a first-round pick because, guess what? Amari Cooper is going to want big-time money, and he's not worth big-time money. That guy's not even worth $5 million a season. He's going to want, like, $14 million, and he's not worth that. The guy dropped so many passes, it's incredible. But enough about players who are no longer on this roster. There are a lot of players on this roster who, quite frankly, don't deserve to be. They're so bad, and some don't want to be. Rashawn Melvin. I'm going to talk about this guy right now. This is a guy who whined and cried and whined and cried on social media for the past couple of weeks, saying he's not going to change his style and all these types of things. Well, the Raiders put him out there. He did his own style, one-on-one, and he got burned. Rashawn Melvin, you're not that great. The Raiders overpaid you. They would cut you if if they didn't have to deal with the cap situation. Now, another guy I want to talk about who's not on this team anymore, but I haven't done a show lately because I've been sick. I did a couple shows on the greatest place in the world called the Raiders Daily Elite, our secret society which is a paid subscription where you get the best Raiders content and video shows in the world. But anyways, I haven't talked about it publicly, about the Raiders releasing the cancer. That is Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin is a cancer. Now, I don't think we need any more proof. Today, he played for Atlanta, did nothing for them. By the way, the Atlanta Falcons lose against the Cleveland Browns with Bruce Irvin. 
The Raiders' defense today against the L.A. Chargers looked a lot better with no Bruce Irvin. They looked a lot better with no Bruce Irvin at all. Coincidence? I think not. Now, the Raiders lose today 20-6, to but we also got to put things in perspective here. The Raiders had their chances. They were 0-3 in the red zone. If those are all touchdowns, the Raiders win the game. But Derek Carr was under constant harassment. The offensive line is not very good. Coleccio Simile, that guy is broken down. He's completely broken down. And I don't know what the Raiders are going to do about him. I think they cut him in the offseason. It's like Donald Penn. I knew Donald Penn was a broken down man when he entered this season. That's why I was so upset that Reggie McKenzie paid that guy. He rewarded him for holding out. This is a guy that was at the tail end of his career that I knew would be doomed, that he would he was bound to get injured. I just knew it. Just looking at that guy, I knew he would be done. And sir, and look what happens. The, the guy's hurt. He's not even on the field anymore. Clutchio Simile is the same way. He's broken down. It's time the Raiders cut bait with him. But they don't got anyone else. Brandon Parker hasn't been really that great. Colton Miller's playing on one leg. Hopefully he can be the future. He better be. The Raiders don't got anyone. They really don't on the offensive line. But, but I will say this. Now I usually, a lot of people accuse me of always taking Derek Carr's side. Not today. Derek Carr had his opportunities. He was 0 for 3. That, I mean, the game's on the line. Let's talk about the first one. The, the game's on the line here. Not even on the line. It, it, the Raiders got to get back into it. It's the fourth quarter. They're down by two scores. You need to get back into the game. It's fourth down. Meaning, if you don't get this, the game's over. A screen pass to Jalen Richard. I don't know what he's doing. Derek Carr just throws it away. Throws it at the feet of Jalen Richard. Now, Derek Carr claims there's nothing he could have done. He had no second option. John Gruden, by the way, after the game said he would have to look at the tape. That means, by the way, in case you don't know Gruden's speech, means there is something Derek Carr could have done. He could have used his legs. He could have got out of that play and just threw it in the end zone. You have nothing to lose at that point. There are still wide receivers running routes. Even though Derek Carr tells you there was no other option, guess what? The wide receivers are looking at him. If Derek Carr just lobs one in the end zone, you don't know what's going to happen. If it gets intercepted, it gets intercepted. But at the end of the day, people would be able to realize that Jalen Richard was covered. So Derek Carr just had to do something. And that's what guys like Russell Wilson does. And John Gruden mentioned that, by the way. And trust me, he mentioned that for a reason. Because all season long, he has been asking, begging Derek Carr to use his legs more. And Derek Carr has not done that. Now, I've seen his, bro his brother David try making an excuse for him on Twitter. Said something about CBS would know because they have a blue check mark next to your name. Shut the hell up! 
I don't care if they have a blue check mark, yellow check mark, black check mark, green check mark. It doesn't matter. If someone says something that's correct, it's correct. Just because you have a blue check mark because you work for NFL Network doesn't mean you're better than anyone. In fact, it proves that you're not. You're a first round bust telling other players that they're not very good. Who are you to tell anyone about how to play quarterback when you are literally crowned the worst first round quarterback bust of all time right probably behind Jamarcus Russell? So who are you to tell anybody? Who are you to tell anyone? Obviously, you're going to protect your brother. I understand that. But stop acting like you're better than everyone. You're not better than everyone. If you're better than everyone, you would have led a team after you left the Texans to Super Bowls. But you did not. You got a Super Bowl ring, by the way. I noticed that, too, on the graphic. Every time he speaks, they always say, Super Bowl winning quarterback. The guy was a third-string backup. And he got a ring just for being on a team. Let's not act like he did anything all season. He was a backup. He did nothing. Eli Manning won the Super Bowl. Not David Carr. Anyways, Derek Carr, I know this guy's under harassment. I get it. His offensive line is terrible. I mean, this offensive line is really, really bad. I know a lot of fans want to blame Tom Cable. They just automatically go to the coach. But, I mean, I don't know how much we can blame on Tom Cable that everyone's hurt. Everyone's injured. So how can you blame a coach, an offensive line coach, he's a position coach, when all the guys at that position are injured? He has nobody else. They had to re-sign David Sharp, for crying out loud. They have no one there. The offensive line has been a nightmare. But I still think Derek Carr could do some things. I still think he can use his legs more. And by the way, today there was some friction between Jared Cook and the rest of the team. That goes back to last year. A lot of people, well, over 3 million people read it. But if you did not read it, I wrote something uh, basically airing out all the dirty laundry which happened last season with that team. And Jared Cook was in a lot of it. A lot of it. In fact, I was kind of surprised the Raiders kept him. The only reason why they did was because Gruden liked him. He liked him as an op- you know, as a weapon in a pass game. But he caused some problems last year in that locker room. And he said something to Frosty Rucker that Frosty Rucker did not like. Then when Derek Carr went to go do his press conference, he mentioned something happened right before he went out there that he wasn't happy about. Some Someone said something to Derek Carr. I'll get to the bottom of it. Might not be on uh, publicly, but it'll definitely be on a number one place for Raiders content, the Raiders Daily Elite. And of course, if you want to subscribe, uh, you would have to uh, either direct message me on Twitter or something like that. I only let a handful of people in this group, only diehard fans that can... Pretty much keep their mouths shut. That's all I can say about that. Um, anyways, Raiders are 1-8. and eight. They got a lot of draft picks. And like I said, you don't want to root for them to lose. You want to root for this team to be successful. Where do the Raiders go from now? From here, I should say. What do they do? Now, I know it's very easy to blame the coach. Blame it on John Gruden. 
Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Of course, I got a lot of people on Twitter, too, that think that John Gruden gives me talking points. But that's not true, by the way. I don't even know this guy. Uh, but listen, I don't know if it's John Gruden. I don't know if I don't know if any coach could do handle what's going on right now. The defense is very, very bad. Now they played better today. They did play better today, but they let up too big of plays. And that's been a problem all season. Big plays. But I think it's a talent issue. When you got Reggie Nelson out there, who is 78 years old, okay? He's 78 years old. You got Reggie Nelson. You got Eric Harris. I mean, God bless his soul. He's a great guy. But is he a starter in the NFL? No, he's a special teams player. You got Rashawn Melvin, who's a crybaby bitch, who probably shouldn't be on the field. You got Daryl Worley, who's all in, by the way, loves the direction of this team, loves Gruden, but I don't know how good he is. And you got Darion Conley, who cannot tackle. This is the guy, I, Melvin Gordon, uh, everyone, this this guy can't tackle anybody. I mean, you he could not tackle anyone out there, and he got killed on a play that led to a touchdown. Garyon Conley is terrible at tackling. Absolutely terrible. If I was the Raiders, I would trade him. I'm not joking. The guy is not very good. He's not very good, and by the way, he's a weirdo. Just go ahead and read what... Remember, the, he didn't rape anyone. I should say that. That is not true. But that whole scene that went down that night is very weird. Very, very weird. And he's a weirdo anyways. I've been hearing he's a weirdo since he got drafted. So I would get rid of that guy. There's a lot of players. Their heart is in the right place. And there's a misconception out there that all the players hate Gruden. That they all hate John Gruden. That is a myth. That is not true. First of all, Bruce Irvin didn't like John Gruden. Okay? Because Bruce Irvin suddenly had to be the guy and he couldn't handle it. He could not handle being the guy once Cleo Mack left because he knew with Cleo Mack he was getting bogus sacks. Meaning he would never got him on his own, but Cleo Mack was getting double teamed, so he got an easy sack. Then he starts complaining about it once Cleo Mack leaves. A real player would, would embrace the opportunity to be the guy, but Bruce Irvin couldn't do that. Bruce Irvin, the guy that used to rob old ladies, the guy that used to break into people's houses with a gun. Oh, but he changed. The only thing changed is his bank account. He's still the same guy. He's a scumbag. And then he goes to Atlanta. I'm free. I'm free. Oh, yeah, you're free. You're really free at sucking because you couldn't tackle a single person with Atlanta. And Atlanta loses to the Cleveland Browns. The joke's on you. The joke's on you. There are a lot of players in that Raiders locker room that are buying into what Gruden is selling. There's a lot of players that love him. Daryl Worley loves him. Derek Carr loves him. Jalen Rashard loves them. PJ Hall loves them. Mo Hurst loves them. And by the way, that's those are and Nick Nelson. He loves them. Those are the guys you need because that's the future of the Raiders. You don't really care what Rashawn Melvin thinks. The guy's been on three different teams already in his career. You wonder why? Because. Every coach can't stand him. He had one good season. The Raiders overpaid for him. And 
He's acting like a crybaby. Get rid of the guy. I know they don't want to because of a cap hit, but the guy sucks. They, you know, you got other guys. Bruce Irvin was a complainer. They got rid of him. They're slowly getting rid of the complainers, and once they do, this team will play better. They showed it today. They got rid of Bruce Irvin, and that defense played a lot better. Yes, yes, they allowed too many chunk plays, and they the Raiders' defense today easily could have got two, two interceptions, but they dropped them, unfortunately. But it came down to the Raiders' offense not executing, not having the ball a lot either. Um, they had the ball, but a lot of runs. And Doug Martin, by the way, Doug Martin. I mean, come on. No one believed John Gruden, including me, that Doug Martin was a good running back that could really do any damage. Doug Martin looked like a superstar out there today. In fact, if the Raiders weren't behind so much, he probably would have got the ball more and probably would have went over 100 yards. He was torching that Chargers defense. Doug Martin looked good. If he could still play like that, I would keep him next season. And I'm not even joking. Doug Martin looked fantastic out there. But Derek Carr, like I said, too many mistakes. I mean, every time this guy gets sacked, he fumbles the football. This is getting old. This is getting very old. I understand the offensive line sucks. I already said it, okay? The offensive line is terrible. It limits the play calling. There's no doubt about it. But I also got to put some blame on Derek Carr. I don't think his eyes are down the field. His eyes are always just checking it down, checking it down. And people think that, oh, that's just John Gruden's design. It's not. And I know that for a fact it's not. There are players running down the sidelines waiting for the football. Martavis Bryant, go back and watch the film of last week's game. He's down the sidelines on a simple go route, but, and Derek Carr actually at time, but doesn't even look that way. And Martavis Bryant is waving his hands in the air. Speaking of Martavis Bryant, he is out for the season. Uh, knee injury, PCL tear, I believe it is. Uh, he has an MRI tomorrow, but I, I already heard from the doctors that he's got he's not going to make it. He's going to be out for the year. Uh, that means guys like Brandon LaFell are going to have to step it up. Maybe they promote Marcel Aitman. Maybe they bring in another wide receiver because also Jordy Nelson is banged up. Jordy Nelson has been a big disappointment. This season, a big disappointment. I thought maybe he had one or two years left at him. I really did. He suffered without having Aaron Rodgers mostly last season. And I thought that was the problem because with Aaron Rodgers, he scored a touchdown. He was doing, he was doing fine. Then Aaron Rodgers went down and obviously his, his stats went down. He comes to the Raiders. We have Derek Carr as a good quarterback here. Maybe he could uh, do something. Jordy Nelson hasn't really done much. Uh, kind of just wasting a space, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't know what to do with that guy. I, I don't think the I I don't have a computer in front of me, so I don't know if the Raiders could just cut him right now and not have to deal with any cap hit. But he's not going to be on a team next year. There's no doubt about it. There's no point. There's really no point of having this guy on the team. Jared Cook is a free agent. Like I said, there's been some friction with him, and there is something going on with him and Frosty Rucker. And John Gruen's a big fan of Frosty Rucker. And it wasn't just Frosty Rucker. It was a bunch of vets. They're arguing back and forth with Jared Cook. And like I told you, Jared Cook was a problem last year. 
He's going to be a free agent anyways. I don't see the Raiders paying him. He's going to want too much money. So the Raiders will get another tight end. I don't think that's going to be an issue. A lot of tight ends actually coming out in college that are more like wide receivers like Jared Cook. But anyways, Derek Carr fumbling the ball every time he gets hit. This is an issue. I mean, it, was, it's goes on, it goes on too much. First of all, if you're a good quarterback, you can feel the pressure coming, right? Derek Carr gets so antsy back there. It's almost like he just, he's waiting to get hit. It's weird. He's just, his footwork is sloppy. He's not really throwing it down the field. He's looking to get the ball out of his hand so quickly. And most of the time, the guys are already done finishing their routes. I don't know if Derek Carr is the future for the Raiders. I think that John Gruden and this staff are going to wait and see how Derek Carr plays the rest of the season, see if there's any improvement once they have a, a, a solid, healthy O-line. Cleggio Simile, I, I, even if he's healthy, I don't think he can block anymore. I really think. I think he's damaged goods. I really do. So put someone else in there. Just have some a little bit of protection. You know, give him two seconds, three seconds in the pocket. See what he can do. But it is troubling that he doesn't use his legs. When he does, he runs like about two yards and slides. Before anyone's even close to him, he slides. It's like, come on, man. What happened in the days of Rich Gannon? Rich Gannon was 70 years old, running the football for a first down, doing everything it took to get a first down. What happened to the Derek Carr uh, two years ago? This guy would do a flip over an opponent just to get a first down. What happened to that Derek Carr? That is the troubling aspect of this. That Derek Carr, I don't think exists anymore. And I hear the same thing from him after every single game. It's the same speech over and over and over again. I want to see this guy has some fire. And I think John Gruden wants the same. I want this guy to go out there and say, listen, instead of just, you know, well, you know, we're going to try to get better. I'm not going to stop. I want him to go out there and just really just lay it out there. Just say, listen. I want to be the franchise quarterback. I got to play better, a lot better. And I am going to do everything I can next week. I'm going to show all of Raider Nation what I can do. Because I know a lot of people in this media room and around the country have lost faith in me as a starting quarterback. So next week, I am going to throw dimes. Next week, I am going to do what I do best. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to ball out. You are going to see me. I am the future. I am the franchise. I am the guy to lead this team for the next decade into Las Vegas. I'm going to be on the posters everywhere. And one day, I will hold up that Lombardi trophy. I promise. That's what I want to hear out of Derek Carr. Instead of excuses, excuses, excuses. Oh, well, Jalen Richard, the play wasn't there, so I just threw the ball away. Uh, There was no other option. There is an option, Derek. There is an option. Throw it in the end zone. You see one of those black jerseys? Throw it that way. Or use your legs. Run the opposite direction. and Make a play happen. That's what good quarterbacks do. That's what Aaron Rodgers does. That's what Russell Wilson does. Guys that are are not even fast. That's what a Tom Brady would do. I mean, Tom Brady, he's 50 years old, right? That guy can barely move. My six-year-old can run faster than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's still running for first downs. 
What's Derek Carr's excuse? So then we all circle this back. Is it all about the coach? Is it John Gruden is the problem? Is he the problem? I don't know. It, like I said before, it is hard to say that John Gruden is the problem. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm only giving this guy a one-year pass. I don't care that he gets more first-round picks in 2020. I don't care about the two first-round picks he'll get in 2020. I don't really care. I don't care that he's going to be playing with a lot of rookies next season. I don't care. I'm not giving him two years. And by the way, Mark Davis feels the same way. There's a misconception out there in the media that, oh, well, Mark Davis is going to let John Gruden just be terrible for two years, and he's fine with it. That's not the case at all. John Gruden was supposed to be able this season to compete. Now, to, you know, I got to say this, to defend, not to defend, but in his offense, John Gruden, when he took this job, he thought he was going to have Khalil Mack. He thought, you know, he would have Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack, Derek Carr. He thought he was going to have those guys. That's the only reason why he left Monday Night Football. You think he left Monday Night Football thinking he was going to go to a team that didn't have Khalil Mack, that didn't have Amari Cooper. He, he wouldn't have done that. And people think the Raiders were the only team that were calling. There were a lot of teams calling. And by the way, just to end this on a positive note, I'd rather be the Raiders, which at least are doing something about being so bad, at least they have a plan for the future, than be any of these teams right now that have two wins or three wins that are going to end up the, end up at the end of the season being 8-8 eight and eight with a bad quarterback, not doing anything about it, and then a year after, a year after, a year after, same thing. They're going to be 8-8, eight 8-8, and 8-8, eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, maybe one of the, in the next 10 years, five, six years, will make the playoffs once and be one and out. I'd much rather be a team like the Raiders that are building for something special, that are building a team that have a lot of cap money, that have a lot of money to spend, a lot of draft picks, that can really do some damage, than sit around and just try to get better with the pieces around them when the pieces around them are not very good, that are not going to take them anywhere. At least John Gruden is just blowing the thing up and we're going to start brand new. We have a couple of young players that will be our core. And hopefully Derek Carr is that guy. If he's not, then the Raiders will draft a quarterback. I think they'll draft a quarterback either way in this draft coming up. It might not be a first-round pick or anything like that. But someone, because right now you got A.J. McCarron. I mean, come on. So they'll draft someone either way. And if things go off the rails next season with Derek Carr, then you throw that guy in there, and who knows? Maybe it creates a spark. Maybe it's like a Baker Mayfield situation. He comes in after Tyrod Taylor wasn't doing very good, creates a spark, and next thing you know, you know, look at the Browns. They're like a brand new team under Baker Mayfield. You you never know. So I would just take a quarterback. You know, like I said, you don't have to do it in the first round. You don't even have to do it in the second round. Take it in the fifth round. Just take a guy. I don't know who, anyone. And just see how that guy does. And if Derek Carr continues to struggle, then move on. But like I said, I know the Raiders are going to watch Derek Carr this season because if he keeps regressing, 
then the Raiders are going to just eventually replace them. And I, I want Derek Carr to survive. Let me make that clear. I want this guy to be a fighter. I think he has to be more vocal. I think he has to really just demand more out of his teammates. I really do. I don't think he holds them accountable. I, I, I don't. I mean, I see a guy drop a pass and he's, you know, telling them, oh, you know, hitting their helmets, telling them no big deal. Meanwhile, I watch a Patriots game. They lose, thank God. But a guy drops a pass, Tom Brady's in his face, tell him to catch it. Guess what happens the next play? The guy catches the football. I like that fire out of Tom Brady. All the good quarterbacks have that fire because they want to win. They're not content with, oh, you're a nice guy, I'm a nice guy, I don't have a bad word to say about anyone. I don't like that. I want to see some fire out of Derek Carr. And if you want to be the franchise, you got to step it up. And John Gruden, I, yeah, he'll, he'll, he will get a pass for this season. But still, he's got to try. I know he doesn't have a lot of talent to work with. But come on. Dial up some kind of exotic plays. Try to at least. He did do that with the, the fake punt. I like that. I want to see more of that out of John Gruden. Why not at this point? Your season's over. You're, he is starting a lot more younger guys, Jason Kambina and all these guys. But I want to see him just throw everything out there. It doesn't matter at this point, especially against Arizona. Why not? Because if you win, you win. But if you lose, it's better for you. Then you can win a couple of games after that. Doesn't matter. But I want to see him be more creative or try to at least. I know it's hard that offense line, but try to. And on defense, they did play better today. Unfortunately, Gary Conley sucks at tackling. Unfortunately, linebackers are still a problem. Although Marquel Lee, I think, had a pretty good game today. Mo Hurst got a sack. He looked pretty he looked better today. The Raiders pass rush continues to be a problem, but it was a lot better today. It wasn't great, but it was a lot better today without Bruce. Irvin. All right, guys, that is it for me. My name is Steven Michaels. We'll probably do another show this week, maybe Wednesday. I know I've been off for a little while, so I'll make it up to you guys and I'll grace you, grace all of you with the greatest podcast in the world. My name is Steven Michaels. I am the king of Raiders talk. This is the number one Raiders show in the universe. This is the Raiders Daily.